Hi, and welcome to the Stories from Africa podcast. This podcast was recorded at Brick Brack in Karen Langata, Kenya. Keep listening. Hello and welcome again to Stories from Africa. Today we are in another space, a very interesting space, right at the heart of Karen. Karen is a suburb in Nairobi, Kenya, and it's a it's sort of a posh place where the high and mighty reside. And today in, in, in this space, we, we have a, an antiques collector whom I'm going to allow him to introduce himself so that we get to know him and understand the story behind his space. So uh, kindly tell us your name and what you do. Hi, how are you? So uh, my name is Kahahu Wanyeki, but uh, a lot of people know me as Hahu. So I deal, I'm, a, I'm an antique dealer. And I also work with uh, lots of artists. And I run this small space called Brick-a-Brack in Karen. Awesome. Yeah. So the first time we met, it was at the Organic Farmer's Market. And I would want us to just start from there. Um, why do you go to the Organi- Organic Farmer's Market? And what do you do at the Organic Farmer's Market? Uh, it's a very interesting question. Uh, if you look at the Organic Market, the Farmer's Market, it's very authentic. Mm-hmm. Very diverse. Mm-hmm. You find farmers. Um, it's uh, you find farmers. You find uh, buyers, and the setup is really interesting. So, in a way, when you're there, it takes you back. You become a bit nostalgic, and I like what Dennis has come up with. I went there to see a friend, and I fell in love with the space. After that, I asked uh, Dennis, can I be one of the vendors? So he asked me, are you a farmer? <laughs> so I was like, no, I don't do farming, but can I display some of my, some of my artwork, mm-hmm. some of my antiques? Yeah. And he was like, yes, that's what we're looking for. So that's how I ended up at the organic market, and that's how I ended up meeting you. Yeah, awesome. You, you're one of the first antique collectors that I have come across. These are the, um, the sort of professions that I see in movies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe you could start by telling me, like, yes. When did the interest begin? Uh, the interest began when I was very young. Because I remember when I, was very, when I was young, my dad would take me to auctions. There was one called Antique Auctions. It was, uh, it was situated uh, on um, uh, Kwenange Street. Okay. Yeah, so it was on the ground floor. So okay. I would go there, sit in the car. My dad would leave me in the car. At times I would go in and see the bidding. And not understand what was going on. So it, uh, it got into me at a very early age. And then I guess it just rubbed into me. And uh, in my teen years, I developed an interest. And then from there, it's, I guess it's, uh, it's, it has stuck with me. Yes. So oh. there was a lot of influence from your, your dad? Yes. Oh, I see. Maybe tell us, uh, when was the first time that you actually collected something that was your own outside the influence of your dad? Wow, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Hmm. To be honest, I cannot remember. But um, when I I became act- actively involved when I was, I guess, in my late twenties, mm-hmm. when I, you know, like it took me back, and I was like, you know, I can see this stuff is really disappearing, mm-hmm. and uh, I got a profound, uh, a prof- profound. Uh, urge to start collecting because you see these are things we used to take for granted at some point but and then those uh, and then the scrap metal you could see you know like some let's say an artifact mm-hmm. and then you'll find it at a scrap 
scrap dealer. Yeah. And then after that, you know, that's the end of it. So that's why I got, I got that deep uh, attachment to collecting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because right now I'm looking at your space and I realize that there are things I'm seeing in your space as antiques that I used to see in my childhood. Yeah. And I'm wondering why did I not keep this, you know, this kind of stuff. Yes. So what do you think is happening in our society where we don't value the things that we have at hand with the consideration that one day they might be valuable? What is what is wrong in the society? I think from we are, I think it's also the education system because mm-hmm. in a way we tend to really worship things from outside. And the then, new. Yeah, the new stuff coming. Uh, sorry to say this, like the stuff that's coming from China. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of there's a lot of crap mm-hmm. in the market, and um, so you find like the local artisans they give up. I see. Yes, because you see now the market is not there, but now the market the market is there. But way back, I think it was people are not interested. So, but now uh, the local artisans like the fairs like the. Okay, not the organic market, but mm-hmm. other fairs like the craft fairs, which mm-hmm. are coming up, mm-hmm. and uh, the cottage cottage industries. So you're seeing there's a um, there's a renaissance of the local market now, the local I manufacturers. See. Yes, uh-huh. yes, and that's that's really encouraging. Okay. Yes. So maybe just mm. take us through some of the collectibles that you're interested in. Are you are you do you have specific things that you're interested in as an an antique dealer, or are you all round? I think I'm all round. You know, something that will, um, um, something that I'll feel. You know, I look at it and then it'll, I'll feel it. Sort I don't of like decide what to collect. With it? Yes, resonate with it. Yeah, resonate with me. Yes, so I can be in a matatu. I can be walking, and then I just see something <laughs> on the roadside. You know, the next stop, I'm gonna alight and walk, and look at. You know. I guess buy it or you know leave a deposit. If I don't have money, I'll just put a small deposit, go back and collect it. It's that random. It's just, it's that random. Yeah. So that's why you know, like anywhere. So I don't have a specific uh, place or spot mm-hmm. where I go hunting. You know, I'm listening yes. to you, yeah. and it reminds me of when I was younger. Yeah. I'd see a cloth, and I'd want it so bad. I don't know if it's yes. the same feeling that you. The connection is yes. is it the same connection? Yes. I understand. Kind of, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So now, um, l- l- looking at this space that you have, a, yeah. a beautiful space with, thank you. You know, all these antiques. Yeah. Do you? Um, how would I put it? How do you find people who are interested in these antiques? Ah, uh, it's a very interesting question. But uh, what happens, they find me, I guess, word of mouth. Mm-hmm. So you might find someone who's like setting up a restaurant or mm. probably a hotel. And then they have a certain theme. So they refer to uh-huh. me. And then from there now, we work together. So it's, I don't advertise myself much, mm-hmm. but uh, it's just it's a matter of word, of word of mouth. Yeah. So mm. as, as an antique, do you go by the name Bric-a-Brac or Bric-a-Brac is just the name of the space? Bric-a-Brac is the name of the space, but you know, Bric-a-Brac is a, it's a, it's a, it's a French word. It means miscellaneous. Bits, knickknacks. Oh. Yeah. So like miscellaneous stuff. So Bric-a-Brac, you can just come and collect like. Oh, different. Yes. yes. Small portions. Small portions like plates, spoons, 
you know that kind of stuff like mm-hmm. i think yeah like it's like the flea market now like in france and i think that's where it originated from mm-hmm. yes so and then now now i'm collaborating with artists so we're working together so and uh, uh local artisans i see yes so it's not just an antique space it's a place it's a space where you'll find artists who also do drawings yes. and, and and carvings yes i see yes um and also we have a we have a brilliant framer oh. so who does a lot of wood 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 framing he's he's a local artisan i see so and he's really good and he's been he's been he's been in the, in the industry for a long time because see what's happening now you're getting like i think that these frames which have been imported aluminum or aluminum frames uh-huh. so they're becoming very common so it's very rare to find like it's not rare but i can see it's disappearing because yeah. we're getting a lot of stuff from out there yes oh, okay so uh, uh, it's something i'm i'm trying to see if we if i can bring up you know like i remember when i was young i'll go to the market mm-hmm. with my mom at a very early age mm-hmm. i will see a cobbler uh-huh you know mending repairing shoes yes. and then nowadays they're very hard to come by because you might have a you might have a group you know you need like you need some repair but it's hard for you to mm. especially around this area so that's the kind of stuff ah. i'm trying to bring back so yes. the old traditional the, yes, stuff yes, that used to yeah because i remember also mm. growing up there was yeah. a lot of stuff that was happening that was very local yeah I remember growing up we used to call this shoemakers onyango made I yes. don't know why it was called <laughs> yeah onyango made yeah. but if you could not afford butter yes <laughs> most of us could afford onyango made yeah. because they would do leather shoes but it was cheap yes so this is what you're saying is being lost yes yes talking about this space brickabrac you mentioned at some point that there's music yes kindly tell us how you got into that and what your interest is in music Um I looked at the space and I was like um uh, it can be a good location for live music especially like on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon mm-hmm. so you just want to enjoy like uh, live Kenyan music mm-hmm. so I approached uh, a good friend of mine Danger Shitaka so I asked him I was like um are you busy on uh, how, how how your Sunday's like mm-hmm. So we can start doing this thing called like blues and a bit of funk in the mm-hmm. afternoon. So you, you know if you can bring your family, friends and just enjoy like uh, live local music. Not not necessarily local, but just live music. Mm-hmm. And that's how it came it came about. Mm-hmm. And um I think like four years ago we launched the Shades of Benga. Ah okay. Uh book here. So this was a book it was done by I think Ketable Music Ketable Music. Oh okay. So it was the um, the history of uh, sh- uh Benga music? Benga music in Kenya? In Kenya from the 50s to now. Wow. Yeah, so the book was launched here. Mm-hmm. And uh there was a brief history of how how it all started. So and then the response was really good. The audience was there and people didn't know. So I saw there's a uh, there's a gap So that's now that's how now that's how we started the Sunday blues. And you've mentioned something very important because yes. I realize we do not document so many of our things yes. especially in Kenya and yeah. if it's being documented yeah. I maybe I just don't I'm not aware. Yeah. Um but you know documenting Benga music. Yes. That was very interesting. 
Yes, and, and you know, just for artists that will come later yeah. to be able to draw even from that kind of energy. Yes. Because I think Benga music is fast getting lost. Yes. Do you have Benga music playing in this space also or just jazz and funk? Uh, even Benga. So it's just something, I guess, over time, mm -hmm. we'll get into it. So I guess I'll talk to the guys who are behind it because mm -hmm. I, was, I was just a host. Oh, okay, okay. And the response was really good. And it it, uh, it turned out what you know what they expected. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so maybe we see because also it's a bit um, it's a bit uh, it's a, it's a bit expensive. We see oh, now see. there's no sponsorship, yeah, so everything yeah. is coming from my pocket. Yeah, the band we agree, and whatever people can raise goes goes to the band. Mm. So it's something that if you're, I think if you're faint-hearted, you'll stop, you'll discontinue because mm. it's. Uh, it needs money. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that is yeah, very true. Yes. Awesome, man. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm looking at the journey of any entrepreneur, especially when you're trying to do something new. Yeah. It, it's usually very tough until it becomes successful. That's yes. when everybody wants to be yes. part of the journey. Yep. But if you're out there and you're listening oh. and you think this is a worthwhile course oh. and you'd want to partner with yeah. Brickabrack. Yeah. Is it Brickabrack? Did yes, I get that right? Yes, Correct. Yeah. Brickabrack. Yeah. You know, we'll have contacts where you can reach him and mm. figure out how do you become part of this. So yeah. maybe if I may ask, how do artists who draw and who do music, if they want to find you and work with you, how, what is the process like? Uh, they can check us on Facebook, come to Break a Brack, and then we just, we see how we can, we can um, enhance each other, work together. And from there now we'll take it to the next level. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So for you, you just, an antique dealer, that is what's really in you. Or what else do you do besides collection? I'm more creative. Okay. I can look at a space and transform it and make it something, you know, mm, mm. something interesting. And uh, the same way with this place, Brickabrack. I see. I grew up in this house. Okay. Yes. Okay, okay. So I'm very, I guess I'm very lucky to use it as a, as a gallery now. And uh, that's how that's how uh, Bricka Brack is here, yeah? and uh, yeah. So I think for me, I'm also I'm more of a creative. Mm -hmm. Yes. And something else about uh, this space: yeah. how are you able to maintain this kind of space with trees and all this, you know, beauty near a city center? Is is it because of laws that were enacted? What what? How are you able to maintain this space? Uh, naturally, I love trees from a very early age. And uh, I was taught by my late grandmother. She was constantly planting trees because I remember the time we were growing up, we'd go up country, mm -hmm. you know, when you close school. Mm -hmm. So she was so she, she used to plant tre trees a lot, and she loved trees. So, so in a way, she made me appreciate nature. Yeah, and also look at um, don't no, not don't try and transform a space. Just try and. Look, look around the space and see how can how can you make that space to be more authentic. Mm. Yes. You mentioned that hotels might find you and decide to have a theme. Do you usually collect things based on the years that they were produced? Do you have thematic that are based on years? Do you have that, that kind of arrangement, engagement? Uh, no, not really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not really. So you, for you, you just collect. I collect. I can see. I can see. This is uh, this is a collector's item. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or it's an antique. So I'll just collect it, and then after that, I'll try and do my my own research. 
about yeah, it? Yes. Are you mm. ma major, majorly collecting African or are you collecting global? Uh, I guess, okay, we say African. Uh, I collect African, I mm. see, but also we have a bit of, um, uh, what, how do I put it, like English, because um, mm. you see, like during the colonial times, because, mm -hmm. you know, we, we were colonized by the Brits. Yeah, the, yeah. So that, that also became, a, it became like part of our part history. Of, yeah, Because yeah. it's what they brought, what, what they brought from England, mm -hmm. England and then now, because, you know, before, before independence, pre-independence. Mm -hmm. So th that's also the kind of stuff I collect. I see. Yes. Very, very So it's both African and, uh, I guess, yeah, European or how yeah. you, how you, how you say it because now yeah. that's that's part of our history it is it is you know we are working on we're working on a podcast called the traumatized generation yeah but before the traumatized generation yeah in my research i understood that there was a generation that was called the stolen generation okay and the stolen generation is that generation that uh the white man came and yes. found and took away culture, took yes. away what belonged to them, took away their traditions, Correct. and imparted, you know, their ways of life. Yes. So in one way or another, yeah. this generation now understands the white man's ways of life yes. as part of our history yeah. or, you know. So authentically, you find you might find that suitcases that are white, mm -hmm. we, are, we, we actually end up regarding it as part of, you know, authentic, yes. Yes. Uh, you know, local. Yeah. So yeah, um, but um, we are working on a documentary that will talk about the traumas that we are going through and, and the fact that how much of a traumatized generation we are without even knowing it. Yeah. But this was necessitated by the fact that I realized there was another generation that was yeah. called the, the storing gener generation yes. as a result of the white man. Yeah. Yeah, but besides that, why do you think it's important to do what you do? Why do you think we need more people who are willing and able to be anti-collectors. Because uh, you, uh, you go to, like you, you, uh, in Europe, yeah. you see like those guys are so rich when it comes to their past. Their culture. Their culture. Yeah. You know, they, they really, they safeguard their culture. I see. So here, I don't know why, but it's like we, I don't know if it's, we, we don't have the funds Mm -hmm. But I guess we do we still have a ministry of ministry of culture? Mm -hmm. I don't know if it falls under Ministry of Culture and Sports. And sports, <laughs> yes. So, so these are some of the things now they need to, you know, like the government has to look into. Because uh we need we need to safeguard our culture. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. what I can say. Yeah, and then also like the the upcoming generation. Mm -hmm. So you can see these guys are very, they're eager to, they're very adventurous. Yes. And nothing stops them. So you can see they, they, want, they want to learn and they want to discover more things. Mm. So we can dig back to our past. We'll discover so many things. Yeah. But this conversation is missing. So mm. whose responsibility is it to ignite this kind of conversation where we, we start looking back at our roots and start to appreciate it, think of how to preserve our roots in as much as we might not really practice it, but have a way to preserve our roots. Who's, who's to ignite this conversation? I guess it's, it's our responsibility, but you see the conversation has started. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, I think, it's, uh, the government has to play a role. Yeah. Yes. Because it has the, man, the, 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 the financial power. Yes, yes. And even the manpower. The manpower. Yes. So I guess it's a matter of engaging, you know, they need to engage more with uh, artistic people, the artists. 
You know, yes. you know I'm looking at Europe. Yeah. And there's a lot of history, yes. very rich history documented yeah. about artists, their yeah. art, their yeah. culture. Why is this missing in Africa? Yet, as Africans, we are known for our stories. Yes. We are known for our culture. We yes. are known for our traditions. Yeah. Why is there a complete disconnect between our, our governments? What's the problem? I think lack of creativity and interest. Because you like, uh, look at Kenya now. Well, we just focus on wildlife. Yeah, yes. <laughs> we need to have like cultural, cu cultural, uh, what's the word, you know, mm -hmm. tourism. Yeah. Yes. So he's, we got, we've got historic, historical sites. So many in town, downtown. Look at, um, you go to a place like Ngara. Yes. We have the Goan, the Gymkhana Club. Yes, yes. Uh, we've got the Old Ngara. Old Ngara Estate. Mm -hmm. And I just discovered the other day, uh, the county government, the county government wants to bring those houses down. Down, and these were built before independence. I guess I think in the fifties. Wow. For the, for the Indians, mm -hmm. I think most of them are working for the for the county government then. I see. And uh, then we have, we have the new Ngara, and those the bachelors bachelors quarters. It was brought down I think like two years ago, for to put up like a new. Uh -huh. Yeah, a modern flat. So this is some of the things I think we're doing wrong. As, uh, so we, it's like we're we are destroying our past. Mm. It is. I yeah. think it's it's very sad the fact yes. that you know these people who have advanced mm. in years in technology. Yeah, the superpowers look back and want to conserve. Yes. Yet here we are mm. third world, but we are constantly destroying our past. Yes. Is it because we're not proud of it? Is it um, we don't understand the value that it brings? What is it? What is this? I think we don't understand the value. Yes, you can see that I, I meet people who come and collect a lot of things here mm. from mm. our country. Mm -hmm. And uh, they take them back to Europe and there's lack of interest. So it's, 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 it's very sad. It's very sad. Yeah. What what can be done to increase the interest of our locals to start preserving and even collecting some of these things that are symbols of our past and tell the stories of our past? You see, like what you're doing, what uh -huh. you're doing. Yes. So we should have more shows, more people like you. Mm -hmm. You know, because these things have to be, they need to be highlighted. Mm. And there's so many places to visit. Places are people, like River Road. Yes, yes. Nice buildings, but you think of going there right now, it's a bit, it's impossible. True. Mm. So the uh, traffic congestion, uh -huh. this and that, but it's something, you know, once we come together, we can come up with a, with a way of, you know, make it happen. Mm. Yes. Because, it's, mm. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in a space of mind where I believe in documenting our mm. own stories. Yes. For the longest time, our stories have been told from someone else's perspective yes. but i feel like it's about time that we tell our own stories mm -hmm. whether we have the funding yeah or not yes you know if if that's the last thing we have to do mm -hmm. we need to start telling our own, own stories yes think of celebrating our own heroes mm -hmm. and conserving our own past yes not because you know some of the things that i mean are in our traditions are not very good not the yeah. best of things yeah but to know that these things existed yes and the reason why it was done yeah would not harm anyone yes you know so i'm i'm 
this space is is just a place I would want to just come and chill. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> if you're out uh, there and you're looking for a place uh, to just come, look yeah. at art, yes. look at antiques, you know, yes. uh, and, and enjoy some good mm. vibe music on Sundays, mm. Bricka Brack is the place and mm. he's going to tell us how you can find him. Yeah. You know, so just tell us how people can find you right now. Uh, Bricka Brack, uh, we're located in Cayenne, actually Langata. This this side is considered more, to be more Langata. Langata, yeah. Langata. Yeah. So uh, there's a road called Kufuga Road. Mm -hmm. I'm next to Cayenne C Primary School. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's, and then you can also find us on Facebook. Just, uh, a break a break on um, and also on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So Karibu and there's more to come. And uh, as you said, yeah, we do the Sunday blues live music once a month. Uh -huh. So we normally we normally do it like uh, at the end of the month, at the end of every month. Mm -hmm. Yes. Wow. Yes. This is mm. this has been a very interesting conversation. And actually, the thing that I'm getting out of this is the things that I have now. In 10, 20 years, there'll be antiques. <laughs> in 30 years. I need to treat them with, you know, care. Yeah. Keep them if possible. Yes. Because there's a generation that will not even understand that the kind of microphones you're using yes. existed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because they'll be they'll be looking at them and they'll be like, "What is all this?" Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it, it's it's uh, it's something I wish also that was instilled in me as a young, you know, as a young boy. Yeah. Because I look at some of the things that you have here and they just bring a feeling of nostalgia. Mm -hmm. It takes me to being a kid again. Yes. <laughs> that's a whole that's that's a whole idea. <laughs> so the people that do this collect yes. that collect uh, and, and you might find that someone has decided to have a sitting room or a sitting area yeah. that has um items from his childhood. Yeah. Is it because of that? That feeling of nostalgia that it brings or what, why do people do this? I think so. You see it's it's not about the money, it's the interest. Mm. Cuz some of these things you can get them very cheap. Yeah. Even some you can get them like in scrap met scrap dealers. So it's just having an eye and appreciating your past. Is it something that you can teach someone, or is it something? Of course, that... we, 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 we're all able to learn something. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's all about the exposure and you know, and the and the right environment. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, I see. Yeah. And also, I think that having that knowledge yes. that you know. Yeah. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Yes. So thanks for your time. Thank you very much. And uh, this has been Stories from Africa. Until next time, thank you for listening. Cheers. <laughs>